Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and the guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to the expanse of deep, open-minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we dive into a few interesting UFO stories and our thoughts on the current phenomenon. And since my good buddy Tom from Strange Brew is not joining me today, we veer off onto a few side tangents along the way, but it's definitely fun all the same. But before we get into this awesome episode today, got a couple uh, announcements and pieces of news to share with you guys. Number one, first and foremost, is the Oh, is that Open Minds Media now has another great sponsor. Uh, actually, my good buddy Dave, who runs Snarly Yao, uh, they have some of the best beard, oil, and body products out there, along with a few other random odds and ends, pretty cool cryptid stuff, but specializing specifically in that. And uh, as their slogan says, Snarly products are made exclusively for the Snarly Yao by crafters and local small businesses by hand. But a uh, big thank you to Dave for uh, sponsoring the show on that one. Uh, like I said, he's a good buddy. He was actually the one who ran the uh, West Virginia event that I was speaking at last year. And uh, that leads to the next piece of news, actually, is that I will be back again at that event next year. And I'll actually be doing another presentation. And I should be emceeing with Oren. So I'll be running the whole stage as far as that goes. So if anybody wants to come out next year and come see me, that's not till October. But I'll keep you guys posted along the way, of course. And the third piece of interesting news is that I am also working on a new Patreon-exclusive show, not just Bizarre Inquiries, but another one altogether that's going to be a solo one with just me, but trying to expand as much as I can over there, give you guys a bunch of really interesting, exclusive content. Uh, Same as I did with uh, Bizarre Inquiries, I'll probably set something up where I drop a couple episodes onto the main feed so you guys can check it out, get a taste for it, see if you guys like it. But uh, there will be some more news getting dropped as far as that goes as I start progressing towards the project, but could also lead to a book combination of different episodes of the show. But again, uh, follow the show on social media if you guys want to get more information on that. But that leads into the first thing, the front of house, of course. If you guys are already following the show on social media, I'm active on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Discord, of course. And if you guys want to get a hold of me, you guys can message me through any one of those, or you guys can email me at inquiriesallrealitypodcast.outlook.com, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email. And if anybody hasn't encountered a report, no matter how big, no matter how small, I actually I would love to hear about it. Uh, I could possibly even come out and investigate it, depending on how close you live to me, um, 
or, you know, we can just keep it between us. We can just talk between us. I can help you out with your experience or you could even be possibly be a guest on the show or even uh, have your story read on the show. But, but whatever you want to do with it, I want to hear about it, uh, whether it's paranormal, cryptid, uh, weird phenomenon, extraterrestrial, UFO, whatever it is. I want to hear about it. So you guys can report that to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com or you guys can go to the link tree with that one too. And there's also a submission form that is separate than the contact me form. And if you guys aren't already listening to my other show, Bizarre Encounters, highly recommend that you do. Uh, a bit different than this show in the aspect that this is more of an interview show where a lot more of that is Oren and I deep diving into a bunch of interesting things pertaining to weird anomalous events slash bizarre encounters. But uh, if you guys want to keep tabs on everything that I do, all the little side shows I do, all my main shows, you guys can follow Open Minds Media across social media. And uh, that's the one-stop shop for updates on everything all in one place. And if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. Number one is to become a Patreon member. Recently updated those tiers, created a lot more new benefits. And as I mentioned, there is Bizarre Inquiries that's up and running as far as being a Patreon-exclusive show besides once a month. And I am also working on a specifically Patreon-exclusive show over there, another one, actually. So there will be two Patreon-exclusive shows. But uh, you'll also get early access to shows, ad-free episodes of shows, lives of shows, live replays of shows, exclusive giveaways, uh, exclusive merch store discounts, and like I said, a lot of new stuff that I added to the tiers. And I also made it so that it uh, gives you an option for the $3 tier and the $5 tier to get a seven-day free trial so you guys can check it out, see what it's all about, and see if you guys are interested in joining and becoming a Patreon member. And uh, beyond that, you guys can also donate to the show through uh, PayPal, Red Circle, Cash App, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And if uh, it doesn't give you an option to leave some type of personalized message, just shoot me a message. Let me know what you guys donated. And of course, I want to give you a shout out and uh, give appreciation where appreciation is due, as I always say. Uh, number three, you guys can go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store. Working on some new designs over there, but uh, you guys can support Inquiries about Reality, Bizarre Encounters, and all the other random little cryptid designs and whatever else I decide to put on over there. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, if you guys become Patreon members first, you will get exclusive merch store discounts. Or you guys can always keep an eye on social media, and I do drop random promo codes here and there for as far as the merch store goes. And uh, number four for supporting the show, you guys can also leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you guys leave a five-star review, of course, I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. And uh, all that helps the algorithms to make it so more people are able to see the show so the show can continuously keep on growing. And you guys can also share the show with uh, friends through word of mouth. That's another awesome way to help the show grow. Make sure we get new pockets of listeners out there and keep building up the community. And uh, everything you guys do, I greatly appreciate. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to the show as much as I enjoy recording it. And uh, if you guys don't want to do any of those things as far as supporting the show, you guys can always uh, hit auto download and that'll make it so that the show gets more listens. And again, it'll keep pushing it up in the algorithms to make it so that more people are able to check out and see the show. And as far as the sponsors go, I'm going to try to uh, streamline it just a little bit, of course, but still giving you guys news and updates as things go on. But uh, you guys can always go and check out I Know Squatch, which are spreading the gospel of Squatch with knowledge and fresh merch, of course. And they got an Etsy shop. They got Instagram. They got a lot of really, really awesome Squatch-specific merch. So highly recommend going and checking out Rick and Hans over there, two awesome dudes. And uh, beyond that, you guys can go and check out Crypto Theology. Crypto Theology, specializing in wearable cryptids and monsters and the stories behind them. Discover a relatable monster with for any casual occasion. And Joe over there is absolutely always killing it as far as having a wide expanse of different cryptids and monster shirts. But most of my closet consists of his stuff. I know Squatch and my design. So I can't recommend going and checking out Crypto Theology enough. 
And I guarantee every time you go over and look at the store for I Know Squatch and for Crypto Theology, there'll probably be more than likely be some new designs each time you guys go and check up over there. And uh, to all my paranormal investigators out there, don't forget to go and check out the Chattergeist. It is the all-in-one paranormal investigating device. Uh, I use it every single time I go out. It's my personal favorite. And uh, if you guys got any questions as far as that thing goes for uh, programming, how it functions, any of that, any of your technical questions, you guys can go over there and hit up Barry on Dimension Devices on Instagram. He is the programmer and developer, so he'll be able to answer any specific questions you guys might have on it. And uh, if you guys do that, don't forget to use our affiliate link. Greatly appreciate it. It goes to uh, helping out the show and supports the show. And uh, beyond that, every single thing that I've mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show for the third time now, Tom Tomcat Thompson from the Strange Brew Podcast. How's it going today, man? What's going on? You forgot about my third alias. <laughs> the Raptilian, sir. The Raptilian, which is crazy because now you can get my music on finally on Apple Music, on Spotify, and YouTube Music, and like Pandora and stuff that people probably don't use that often. And Deezer, which I, don't, I think this is some French stuff. But yeah, pretty crazy. I put my music out there finally everywhere. So if anyone's listening, go check out The Raptilian. But yeah, I'm, uh, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, The Raptilian. Uh, it's too long. My co-host does not like it. <laughs> Strange Brew Podcast. Shane's been on a bunch of times. He was on our Magic Mushrooms episode. We've done a lot of stuff together. Uh, so make sure to go check that out on my side of the world. Uh, but if you don't know Strange Brew Podcast, we cover everything strange from the paranormal to kind of what you do with cryptids and stuff like that. And we we drink and, and have a little fun, get a little wild on it. And we definitely dive down some rabbit holes when it comes to conspiracy theories and aliens. And Shane will definitely be on a couple times in the future, probably this year, a bunch of times. So we have plans to do some big shows on my side, some big deep dives and stuff that I know Shane is very familiar with. Uh, so keep an ear and an eye open for all that stuff. And it's Strange Brew Podcast, wherever you can find it, like podcast platforms or on YouTube, Rumble, even BitChute, which... Bitch shoots, bitch shoot, but there's there's like thirty people on there listening. <laughs> it's a weird app. So you guys, are my brothers to the north, you guys are like the only uh, Canadian podcast that I'm aware of too. So it's kind of funny. You guys got your placement everywhere. I like I'm like your American guy. <laughs> you guys are the Canadians. You got Aaron who's over in Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, yeah, that that shithole right now. Um, but like it is kind of crazy because we all kind of connect and stuff like that, and there'll be opportunities for um you to like get more familiar with Billy, especially too on my side so we got some fun stuff me and shane have been pretty close and and, and talking and, and good friends for a while now so it's uh i think we're starting to gap a good bridge and do some cool different stuff between all the shows that we have going on i just need to actually like sit down and actually talk to billy for once because every uh, the one time i met him he was like on his phone like at work when we we're trying to do the uh saint patrick's day episode yeah, like i still haven't this whole time as long as we've been friends now have not talked to like billy straight up on a show yet <laughs> I know, because he has. Like, let's hope that changes, because that that was ridiculous. Every time we do a live show, he's like popping it on his phone. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> we're trying to be professional here, okay? 
But uh, I guess kind of getting into it today, man, we got a lot of like wide range of stuff you want to get into. Uh, and of course, I just want to make a point to, you know, all the different stuff that you're expanding into too. We're kind of doing the same on this end and it's all going to start kind of inter- intermixing into each other. Even on my side, we're talking about some yeah, stuff for your side, but I want to have you on some of like my Patreon exclusive show, uh, Bizarre Inquiries, everybody that's been listening to that. And I actually got another show that's in the works that you could probably pop onto. I'll tell you a little bit more about it after the show because I haven't actually announced it yet, but at least I, today... I would- I would love at some point to do a political show. I don't know how you balance everything that you do. Uh, I don't very well. <laughs> uh, one day I would love to do a political show because it's it's hard not to get into politics on Strange Brew, considering uh, like I'm I, I'm not a fan of the government in any way. Dude, I do so geopolitical episodes on this show here and there. Like the one right before this, I believe. Yeah, right before this or two before this is like yeah. a geopolitical episode. So I, I still bounce in the political it, shit every here and there. It's hard to, to keep my lip zip, uh, but I think it would be a good outlet to even do one like once a month and then me and you can break down some stuff. So like there is a lot of opportunity between our shows and we've even talked about maybe one day creating an all-encompassing like network and stuff like that. So everyone just make sure to keep like, you know, keep your fingers on the tab. Right. And with that, of course, we do have somewhat of a topic that we want to get into today. Um, We were going to originally go all out with it, but I feel like with us, just because we just talk how we do, it would just turn into just us making jokes for an hour and a half, which it might still end up happening. But I mean, at least today, I know we got some different stuff. We kind of wanted to bounce around and shoot into. So I know you got some articles. I got an article to bounce with. And then after that, we'll kind of free flow past that. once we kind of get the idea established for all the listeners out there, but at least for right now, I guess I'll let you take it away with the first article because I believe you have two. I have one, so we can just kind of go back and forth from there then. Yeah, it's a great idea. And so, like, I was talking to Shane off air, and I was like, have you kind of discussed the Miami uh, incident, right? Like, we haven't really actually even covered it or talked about it at all on Strange Broods because, like, it's it was something hot on the button. You'd have to be, like, right in the moment to actually do something, like, big about it. Um, but we were talking about it. I, I just got in the idea of, like, portals because, like, whatever happened, we don't know. Why the cops have a hush order? Why did people's cell phones supposedly not work? It's always supposedly, right? Uh, the the TikTokers claim that it was connected to Antarctica, which you said that it probably wasn't, that once you put in those coordinates, it actually is in the middle of the Atlantic. So there's like the whole idea I thought about of something that would be interesting for me and you to kind of get into is the idea of like portals and how are these things like interdimensional beings? Are there some sort of demonic force, which a lot of people do think? And then somehow this thing appeared in like kind of broke through the veil. You know what I mean? I mean, there was the claim of the kids that had like the box, you know, I mean, my kind of ideas that I was throwing around on it at least was there's so much up in the air and it seems like all the stuff that's like, they kind of have a chance to like establish a story. It seems like it's stuff that they kind of want you to peek into. So it's like, I always usually kind of go after the ones where it's just kind of weird and up in the air. But this one, there's like not enough solid pieces on like either side. Cause usually it kind of leans towards one side that it's either, you know, it was some type of ploy or it was actually some type of weird alien phenomenon. But it's like, you have one side that's like TikTokers where you can't necessarily like, like everybody's trying to get watches and views and everything over there. So it's like, you can't necessarily trust everything they say. But on the other side, it doesn't seem like anything super crazy happened. Otherwise it seems like there would be more witnesses that that we're out talking about it besides the handful of people on TikTok. 
But then you also have like the police that have like the order. They're supposed to be That's quiet. Crazy. You have a couple different people that mention some kind of black box that the kids put in the middle of the air, middle of the area before all the weird stuff started happening. So, I mean, at least from that, man, I kind of had a couple theories on it that either, either one, if it was some type of government psyop, you know, you could have had these kids where you're just like, Hey, go in the middle of this place and turn this box on. And they would have been like, sure, okay, you know, pass them like $100 a piece or something like that, or even 50 bucks, like whatever. And they might do it. And it might be some type of like hologram technology they're attempting to try out. Oh, yeah. Or there's the other side that, you know, maybe it was actually some type of like portal, something that could theoretically open a portal. Or kids trying to pull a prank where maybe they bought some kind of weird Japanese, like, you know, black market fucking dark web like hologram projector and they were just trying to fuck with people but no matter what way i kind of look at it just because of the mentions of that box i think that box somewhat played a role but i don't necessarily think from all the pieces that i've had that it was actual extraterrestrials i kind of link more onto if it was anything weird and anomalous it was more so maybe like an attempt to try out some type of like projection or like hologram device That'd be interesting, actually, because it definitely wasn't kids shooting off fireworks, as they claimed, or whatever the, the excuse was. Because they said at least um, 60 cop cars, so that's roughly at least like 120 cops, all there for 50 was, kids. It was tons of cops, man. That never happens uh, in that like in that way. Like, they send like six, seven cars for certain incidences or whatever, but not that many. That's Supposedly, a couple cops said that they were told there was going to be like... They used like the term mass shooter, but even like so, whenever there's these like mass shooter events... I never, you never see that many cop cars that show no. up. And and most times they don't even do anything. They're just standing there being like, all right, the one kid that's in there, can you please come out? And it's just like, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but turns into the hostage negotiation where everybody just barricaded around the outside and they got one person on a megaphone like, Hey, Hey, you <laughs> stop doing that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that one mom that ran in the Texas shooting and she actually like went and saved her kid and the cops are just standing there doing nothing, which makes me think that there's always something a little more shady and nefarious going on than people realize. I mean, theoretically, no matter what way you look at it, if that was something that was legitimately happening, like yeah. no matter if you believe in the conspiracy behind it or that yeah. it's actually 100% happening, regardless of that, like it's kind of like a hard hit back and forth that it's like, do you enter the building and run the possibility that they take out more people because now they realize that they're at their end of their wits or do you sit back and try to somewhat negotiate with them or like, like how, how do you even like play that? You know what I mean? Like you could rush in with a bunch of cops and then you're going to have, if they have some type of automatic weapon or something that blows up, you're taking out half the officers and half the school. Like, regardless of that it's such like a weird hard game to play that everybody would do something different so it's like there's just it's such like a hard thing to discuss on like what the proper like or do you give every kid a gun and then just full chaos be like you have the right to protect yourself and then everyone's just shooting each other (laughs) you got to bring back the 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 class that teaches kids how to shoot at that point i mean fuck dude you hear you hear from like our parents like back in like the 70s 80s and stuff they'd have like rifle classes at school and especially my mom would talk about it and she lived kind of like near the boonies. So she said like all these country guys would just ride up on their horses some days and just like have their fucking rifle on their back. Like it wasn't even a thing. Nobody was worried about it. Like they had like class that would literally teach these kids how to shoot. Like where did that transition happen that now it's like you worry about a kid bringing a damn screwdriver to school, let alone actually carrying like a rifle to school, you know? Well, I know. And, the, and the, I, I don't know. In, in Canada, we have the right to hunt and for sports shooting, but not the right to protect ourselves. So, and it's like equal or uh, equal force or whatever. So if someone comes in my home 
and they try to shoot my family or, or kidnap us or home invasion, uh, I'm not allowed to use a gun to protect myself. Essentially, you'll end up doing jail time and go for a manslaughter or whatever. Not mean to get into that, but it's just ridiculous. Canada is a, a backwards communist frozen hellhole. You want to talk about weird for Michigan? So we have something like that where you can shoot somebody if they try to enter your home and actually try to hurt your family, but they can't fall outside of your door. They can't fall out your window. They have to be physically like in your house. You can't go for the legs. You can't go for, you have to basically shoot for the torso because your intention is that you're trying to like put them down without looking like you thought about it too much. And then on the other side of it, there's this other weird law that like if somebody tries to break into your house and they get mauled by your pit bull and they take off running or they break your window, they cut themselves, they take off running. They can sue you for getting hurt on your property, even though they were trying to break into a house. Like there was a few cases where a pit bull mauled somebody trying to break into their house and that robber sued the person who owned the dog that the, of the house they were trying to break into. That's absurd. You should be able to be like, okay, I shot him in the foot or leg or whatever. I went for the first thing that is so he, I don't actually kill him. I don't know. Because you have to look like you're fearing for your life. I think that's what it is. You're supposed to like shoot to kill because if you're shooting for the knee, whatever, that shows that you weren't necessarily in like a life or death situation or like that's how the law sees it. You know, like if they shoot me first, I'll try to like move my shoulder and kind of push my shoulder into the bullet. So at least it looks like I got hurt first. (laughs) Like I'm like, you know, like, or like, you know, get like stab myself. Like I'm stew from scream. Then you instantly turn into self-defense at that point. (laughs) I feel a little woozy, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a weird case, okay? I just I brought this up because I was looking up a little like... Um, yeah, we went totally side tangent on that one for a second, 100%. but... <laughs> 100%, but that always happens. It's what it is. It's uh, That's what the Strange Brew crew sometimes does. Um, but this this is a weird thing because I was looking up portals and, and, and just weird ideas of like, you know, what has happened throughout history. This I just pulled up, but I found it pretty interesting. This is a strange case surfaced back in 1975. Uh, and had uh, been the first official historical evidence of aliens. Oh, this is not correct. It's supposed to be um, 1790. So someone wrote this. Oh, the case surfaced, okay, in 1975. It's when it first kind of came to light. It had been the first uh, official historical evidence that aliens flew on Earth or traveled in time onto Earth in the past centuries. However, uh, there were, there's people that believe that it was uh, maybe... Yeah, it got slipped through several newspapers. The story was safely forgotten, and now you don't find any mention of it anywhere. So the report is a, a certain Italian ufologist, Antonio uh, Fengolio, uh, what a name, in the 1960s visited the archives of the French Academy of Sciences in Paris and came across an interesting report about a crash of a spherical apparatus with a human passenger inside. In 1975, astronomer Jack Vallée, um, I'm sure people would know who he is, told reporters about this discovery of Antonio. What was first reported in talking, uh, when they first reported this, uh, the fact that it was in 1790, the Paris police uh, inspecta- uh, inspector was sent to uh, visit a city to investigate this highly strange event that happened there. Uh, he visited the city, interviewed eyewitnesses, and compiled a, a, a report on this. And at 5 a.m. on June 12th, several farmers saw a huge balloon, quotation of the sky, which was surrounded <laughs> Weather by... balloon. It's always a balloon. Here's uh, an idea. by uh, a flame of fire. So it couldn't be a balloon if it was surrounded by fire. Real, real strange. But maybe it could be if it was like, uh, you know, the Hindenburg, or that's technically a balloon, or like, um, you know, an air balloon. Imagine like being on like, hot air balloon on fire, dude. 
don't know. At first, they decided that it was a balloon. Several years earlier, uh, the Monty Goffer brothers had caused a sensation with their first balloon flight. However, this balloon flew much faster and made an unusual whistling sound. Uh, so weird. So flying over the top of hills, the ball slowed down, fell down, destroying a field of vegetables. The heat uh, emanating from this thing was so strong that grass and the trees on the edge of the field caught fire. Uh, the peasants began to extinguish the fire and prevent it from spreading to other fields. By that evening, this ball was very hot, which is a picture like those old timey like firefighters are trying to like throw buckets of water. <laughs> it takes them like 10 minutes just to go get water. And it's already in flames. And uh, and then the extraordinary event occurred as evidenced by two mayors, a doctor, and three other respected local residents, along with a dozen of ordinary peasants. This area was completely unaffected by the fire, and the fall was large enough to accommodate a large crew. The the got the got go, oh the gawkers what a weird word surrounded by all the the sights that the, everyone's freaking out about what they're seeing all of a sudden the door opened on the sphere from above the people uh, this guy was dressed in a strange way a body fitting suit and said a few words that the crowd did not understand he's probably like fuck man my ship it's destroyed <laughs> who are you man I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> and so after he rushed into the forest and disappeared uh, into it, it's just, just like, all right, they can't understand me. I'm fucking leaving. And then he just like booked into the forest. Somebody with a hot air balloon from like the, the next country over and he crash lighted wearing a flame retardant suit. And he's just like speaking like French or something. They're all like, oh no, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> so weird, man. And then so uh, this, then as he is so weird. So the peasants dodged the sphere when it uh, happened and it saved many lives lives as the sphere soon exploded and it's burning debris scattered across all the fields when they burned when it was burned nothing was left except this grayish powder measures were taken to find this mysterious man but it seemed that he had dissolved into thin air now they say it might be a hoax but i thought this is weird and and it, it could be a hoax but it is kind of, it is strange right like what year that say it was like, 1790. I mean, 1790, that seems like it's a, somewhat around the time when maybe people were attempting to create different types of yeah. flying devices. So again, I go back to the idea that, you know, back then, especially people just were confused by anything. And what, yeah. what country did you say that was in? France. The France. The, the, <laughs> the France. The France. <laughs> it, was, France. it was in France. Okay. So if it was in France and it was 17, whatever, then, you know, if somebody was trying it, some new style of like a hot air balloon, for example, I mean, it would totally make sense for them to wear like a flame retardant suit. So, I mean, it could have easily just been somebody yeah, from a country over that type of stuff back then, though. I mean, maybe again, that's when it was near that era where people are starting to really like try to invent stuff going into like the 1800s. So, I mean, it could have been like a really early attempt at some for because I don't know when hot air balloons exactly were created, but because they're like, also claiming that it's, like, could be a time traveler, right? But like. It, it does see like it said it was getting faster than an air balloon, right? They, they said it was going at this immense speed, uh, and it was on fire. So that's something like it, the obviously leaning towards that it was someone trying to test out certain flights, right? Like doing like a wet, like a balloon. 1783 was when the first air balloon was, uh, was launched. So, I mean, again, it could have been another attempt at some form of like a hot air balloon, and nobody would have had any context of what a hot air balloon was when that happened. 
Yeah, and it was a dude from like Germany or like who knows? He's not, he can't speak f- like they're speaking some unknown language. They couldn't understand what he was saying. Realistically, he could be like Russian, and then the balloon went way too far. And he's like, "I've been up here for a month. I and saw space." Like, yeah, <laughs> or he finally decides to like light on fire because maybe he's caught up there, and it's the only way that he's ever going to get down. Something like that, right? It is strange because it would be cool though if it was some sort of alien, but it seems like. It definitely seems like it's probably just, probably just an air balloon. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my my best bet on somebody from another country testing out a new shape of a hot air balloon, wearing some type of flame retarded suit, and they just yeah. back then. I mean, not every, everybody even like wrote the language, so it's like if you just had a group yeah. of like peasants and somebody came down speaking a different language, they would have no context of that. They'd have no context of a hot air balloon, so it would just be like the most crazy anomalous event you could possibly fucking yeah, imagine because you'd have no context for it. French peasants holding like baguettes and stuff trying to beat you because they don't know why what happened to their farm. And then he was like, do like the Bugs Bunny where he's like, okay. And then he like, <laughs> like gets out of the way. He's like, I'm gone, man. That's why they can never find him. He just took the flame retardant suit off and then you just blend in with everybody. He <laughs> <laughs> starts saying baguette. Like, and then he's like, fine. Sorry. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the French. Well, specifically French Canadians, France. Cool. They stand up against the government. It's nice to see. Uh, but French Canadians are, are weak. You're weak. Pathetic. Random fun fact. Did you know that the last public use of the guillotine in France was back in the eighties? Whoa. You're right. We should bring it back. See, I'll explain this. So my problem as a Canadian of why I don't like, French Canadians or Quebec specifically is because everywhere else in Canada is bilingual. You have to speak French and English on all the signs, right? Uh, but when you go to Quebec, it's not like that. It's all in French. And if you don't speak, they'd rather speak to an American than to a guy from Ontario or <laughs> Alberta that doesn't speak French. So they look at you like down on you. Like they like want to spit on you and stuff like that because they just don't like that you're not a French Canadian. They don't speak French. And I was taught in schools, hated it. I only like, bonjour, comment ça va, ça va bien. That's all I fucking know. <laughs> Isn't there like a whole thing that it was like, they don't like, so obviously Canada was settled by the English and the French. The, the yeah, French yeah. were a lot more north. The English were more towards the bottom. Yeah. Is it that the people from France full believe that like Fran- France should have taken over the entire country? So they're That's just ang- angry at all of the English settlers and maybe they like the Americans because we broke away from England. So they're like, fuck the English. <laughs> yeah, and we're still, the sad part is that Canada is still owned by England. That's why you like have property tax and all that stuff because it's going to the crown. So you go in front of a, you get arrested and you go in front of the judge and the crown, which is the Church of England. People like ah it's just words and i'm like no nah, it's still connected people don't realize it uh, even australia is still connected they still got they got the british flag on their flag still there's all these different colonies that are still connected with england even though they're all, they're their own separate countries okay it's not even a real country technically we don't we're not a sovereign nation in the way people think it is i gotta be doing an episode about that it's called the myth is canada it's wild is it just because um, there's like barely a population besides south well, no, it's not even that. It's the fact that we we were never actually established in the way that we should have been as a sovereign nation, and uh, that the crown still owns us and they own our mo- the majority of the land. That's why people, even though you pay for your land, you still have to pay property tax on it because you're paying to have your land on the crown's land. There's all these connections to the monarchy and how they still own us, and that we're actually a corporation of Britain. And that we're not really a country like the United States is actually supposed to be a corporation also, which is a deep conspiracy stuff that I'm eventually going to be diving into. But when I think about Quebec, I just want to get a big cartoonish saw, right? Because they're always like, we don't want to be part of Canada. 
We want to be our own thing. I just want to cut them off. Right. It's a big, you know, like it's a huge saw, you know, like you're in some like sort of like Disney cartoon back in the 40s. And then you just kick them off, kick them off the sea. Dude, until shit hits the fan in Canada and they want to be the breakaway society, the next thing you know, you're going to be going over there with your little hat going, ha ha, wee wee. <laughs> yeah, they, they, want to, they want to separate, right? But then there's, there's also like Alberta and all these other provinces that do because they don't like what Ottawa does, like what the federal government does. But that's no here, no there. The government is evil. Everybody should know that by now. Okay. And it's around the world. It's not just one single place. It's all actively happening right now. Mass immigration, destroying countries. It's horrible. Let's not get into that. Hey, man, power breeds corruption. It's the best way to describe it. I mean, there are some, I'm not going to say there's not some good guys in politics. I'm sure that there's some good guys out there, but the majority of them are trying to do something with their power. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Let's get into your story. Anywho. It was a weather balloon. Let's just say that, man. These people <laughs> were dumb. It's in French. French <laughs> <laughs> that one's solved. At least at least that mystery is now out of the way. <laughs> we have identified this very quickly. <laughs> so diving into one that's a little bit more unexplained. This one, uh, the article was posted on USA Today on January 11th, 2024. So this one's relatively fresh. And for anybody that has seen this, this is the UFO video that got released that almost kind of looks like it's like a jellyfish shape or it almost kind of looks like those like uh, Hoth like probe droids or whatever that's in star wars episode five yeah. but uh jumping into the Winter, article right when they're out when like beep. yeah those things that's what it looks like oh, at least in the camera because it has like the little spindly legs underneath and then it has like the head with like another little block on top like it's probably just the government messing with us and they just cropped in a blurry scene from star wars and said let's see who notices <laughs> I know. but anyways diving into this one an unidentified flying object seen in a video flying over a U.S. operations base in Iraq has been officially named the Jellyfish UAP, according to UFO enthusiast Jeremy Corbell. The UFO enthusiast shared the raw footage of the October 2018 sighting on his YouTube channel on Tuesday. Uh, the video appeared to show the jellyfish-like object flying over a military base at a constant speed and moving in one direction. Corbell said the vehicle was filmed over the Persian Gulf at night on an undisclosed day and time. Corbell, who has reported the UFO, who has reported on UFOs for years, said the object moved through a sensitive military installation and over a body of water where it eventually submerged. After about 17 minutes, Corbell said the UAP reemerged from the water and flew suddenly at a speed far more rapid than what technology could capture on camera. This US UAP of unknown origin displays transmedium capability, Corbell posted on X, formerly Twitter, as they always like to put on news articles. Uh, the origin, intent, and capability of the anomalous aerial vehicle remains unknown. And he has like the video he posted on here for the article, um, but I guess I can read the caption that he posted with the video. Uh, Today we released the raw footage of military-filmed UAP insertion within a U.S. joint operations base. This UAP of unknown origin displays transmedium capability and has been officially designated by the United States Intelligence Agency as a UAP. Uh, the UFE displayed a positive lift. The force holds an aircraft in the air without the typical aerodynamic means for lift and thrust, according to Corbell. The signatures normally associated with the propulsion maneuvers was absent. USA Today has reached out to the Federal Aviation Administration and Corvell for comment. And that's as far as that article goes. I feel like they're getting us real prepared for some Project Blue Beam stuff. But it, it is weird, right? Like, um, it's, it's, 
don't know if they're releasing this stuff to like I don't know push people and stuff. It is. It's like this floating squid-like thing. Like, it, Dude, straight up, it looks like the probe droids from Star Wars. Like, that's that's the first thing I thought of. It doesn't even look like a jellyfish to me. It looks like... I mean, I get I get the shape, you know, because it has the legs and the head, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think of the droid from Star Wars. <laughs> it, is, it is... Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that is coming out, like, recently of these weird, like, even gelatinous, like, weird-looking uh, UFOs and stuff like that that, like, have been captured... Uh, it's pretty interesting because then it's like they don't really cast a shadow, but then it's used thermal, so people are like, oh, it doesn't need to cast a shadow, kind of thing because of the way that it's filmed. Uh, but even the idea of, right, that it, it said it, go, it went to water, right? Yeah, it submerged back into water and then resubmerged and then moved too fast for the camera to supposedly catch it. See, this is what the, I a lot, like, I don't know, we always think it's coming from above. It, it could be, the call could be coming from inside the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. Like, these things could be, like, lit, like there could be, like, uh, bunkers, who knows, like, weird alien facilities deep inside the ocean. Like, there's there's uh, an article I was Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Reading about, um, and it was this idea that there's uh, there was this obelisk that was filmed. Um, they used uh, that uh, that radar technology or whatever to to see the bottom of the ocean. And there's this weird looking, like it looks like a Disney castle uh, type object. People think it might be the entrance to hollow earth or something like that. Right. Uh, I, I really do believe that there's stuff within the ocean and that if aliens were interdimensional or you have these reptilian type uh, entities, these evil ones or good, whatever. uh, But the ones that are, and sinister if they're hiding with inside the ocean, it's perfect cover nobody's going down there really like you're not going to be able to go down there and even if you tried you're not going to be able to find either what you're looking for most likely because it's cloaked in some sort of way or you know they have technology way beyond ours if you're just going down that little submarine that exploded that was controlled by a game controller <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like is like a little laser beam and then you're like blown up to a million pieces just one little crack and your whole thing blows up i mean i'm not denying the fact that there's definitely some stuff down at the bottom of the water i mean you even have those certain areas of the ocean where that one guy who discovered them you know his helicopter ended up uh you know randomly being destroyed uh but there's like those spots in the ocean where it's like too buoyant where he couldn't even bring his sub down in it's definitely possible that there's some stuff down there and I mean, even on top of that too, dude, there's, I, I go back and forth on the UFO phenomenon where I'm I, like, I know that there's some stuff that's not us. It's some other being, whether it's coming interdimensionally from somewhere in the earth or from another planet, who knows? But then there's the other side of it where it's a lot of advanced technology that's getting tested out by the government and they try to put it under the name of UFOs, UAPs. And I think that a lot of the stuff that's getting disclosed from the government is actually their technology, but they're using the name UAP, UFO, so that people associate it with aliens, with all of that, and not actually from them. It's kind of like they're releasing their cards so that they, they can't, nobody can blame it on them because they think it's something completely different. They're controlling the narrative on it. It's definitely psychological warfare. And, like, what do you think about Stephen Greer? Because there's times where I want to trust him. There's times I'm like, I don't know, man. Because, like, he seems like um, 
he could be like a CIA operative in some regard because he's worked very closely with the with the United States government. And I'm like, it's pretty wild that he he thinks that the uh, Betty and Barney Hill case was the the government. And I said that uh, we have uh, it actually it should be out by the time this comes out. But me and Aaron did a whole like deep dive into like alien abductions and just the whole idea of it, so we can start getting into some like deeper stuff. And I was like, that's the scariest shit to me. I like aliens are scary. Sure. Whatever. Uh, I'm sure they'd be frightening to meet in person. And you wouldn't know what to do. And uh, would you even want to be abducted? If you're someone like us, would you want to like be abducted? I'm going to ask you that first before I get into the rest of what I was going to say. That's like a hard question. That's almost asking like, do you want to be molested? Cause I mean, I more than likely there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens that you don't want to happen. I mean, yeah, yes, you can say you've experienced it, but it's like, is all that trauma of the experience worth it? Because you don't know what side you're going to get. Most people come back and it's like they have like severe like mental trauma because they don't know how to place it because they've had so much weird stuff done to them. And then on the other side of it, they're like, oh, they were great. We hung out. We, you know, they showed me around places. But even within that phenomenon, man, I think that that's greatly split, too, because I know I've dropped this theory a few times, but a lot of the UFO stuff happened right after like all of the MK Ultra testing and it kind of all around within that same area. So I've often wondered if, you know, after World War II, you have all of like the weird secret experiments they're trying to conduct on people. They needed people in order to do that too. Technology in that aspect and the secret technology has advanced pr- significantly more than what like the main, what average person is fully aware of. So a lot of these like alien abductions, I've been curious if they're, human intervention where they're human ships they're taking these people they're putting them under the influence of some type of psychedelic drug uh something that's probably they've developed that's advanced that the average person again has no idea and is not even aware of because who knows where they could be with like lsd testing and all of that and then yeah then they literally wear an alien costume and convince people that they're getting abducted by aliens when it's actually them because i mean the Betty and Barney Hill, there was a lot of like weirdness to that. I mean, I know there was a couple of cases that I've investigated and talked about on Bizarre Encounters where there's actually reference in the transcripts from the abductees saying that they noticed something that looked like a mask line. Like I know the Pascagoula uh, incident, there was the two main stocky weird creatures. And then there was the third one that was like a female that was inside the ship. And the main guy that got abducted in his transcripts in the book when he was talking about it talks about how he saw a mask line on her neck. So, I mean, like, I think it's a good split, man. Like, I feel like there's the bag and tag side from the extraterrestrials where they're just trying to, like, observe nature. And then there's like these experimental sides coming from like the humans. So that's, that's yeah. kind of where I think the split happens yeah. at. And, and I know, I know I've been, uh, I've been, uh, some people don't like him. I don't know. I've, I read, uh, I've, re- I've read all, all four of his books, three of his books so far is David Wilcock. It's, it's, it, I don't know. He's an interesting character, man. And I've almost done, like, I'm very close to finishing his, um, awakening in the dream book. And he's like convinced uh, he could be a psyop, uh, like a uh, like an operative, uh, but he's convinced that there's definitely uh, alien abductions that have happened. There is a lot of positive ones that they do want to help us ascend, and and that's the whole idea of the teaching of the law of one is to service to others, not service to self, and then we can kind of graduate to a higher level of spirituality. But that's like the one of the scariest stuff is that like when uh, Betty and Barney Hill's like Nazis, and it's like you know like. Hey, Von Brown, do you want to dress up like a Nazi? Remember when you used to do that? And he's like, oh, I can't wait. And then he's like, you know, they have him in the background. And if you were like whacked out on some sort of hallucinogenic drug, uh, every, it could appear extremely real if you were set in this certain, uh, if you were set up in this like uh, a situation 
where you really believed you were abducted and you were on some sort of like, I feel like even meth, man, you gave someone enough meth and you just put them in a room that looks like an alien, like a ship. And then you walk in in a costume. I'm sure they would, they would believe what they saw. You give them meth though. They might break out of the damn shackles. You don't want them on meth. Uh, But like I was going to say, it's just, that's the, that's frightening to me is the idea that it could be the government even more than aliens and that they're doing this stuff to people to, to test this technology or experiment on them in, in various ways. Uh, I almost would rather have a gray alien doing it than, than some guy named Tony. Yeah. Cause then at least you'd have like an honest experience. I mean, going back to like the ben- Benny and Barney Hill thing, Betty and Barney Hill experience like that one, I kind of go back and forth split on where there's a lot of like the, you know, like the typical UFO stuff that you see with further on cases, even though that was like one of the first like main recorded cases. But then there's the other side of it where it seems like there's some good human intervention within the mix of it. Cause of course, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, Barney was was a was an African American, and then Betty was was a white lady. So like that was a no no back then. Yeah. So there's the aspect of it that he had the bad experience, she had a good experience. So if there was any type of like human intervention, like it would almost make sense that it would happen that way because there would be anger towards him for being with a white woman at the time. On top of the fact that they're trying to run some type of experiment. So it's like, of course they're not going to make sure it's quick and easy for him because they don't typically like people of his color around that time. So it's like, there's just a good back and forth with like, is it human intervention? That one, is it extra extra terrestrials? Like who honestly knows? Like no matter what, I think that something happened to them, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know who exactly or what exactly was the ones doing it to him. We covered the whole case, but I didn't bring up the idea. I said that there, it could have been, I think, uh, the military or whatever. But we played the tape. Pretty sure we played the tape of him, like, under hypnosis. And, man, he sounds – he definitely sounds frightened, man. It definitely sounded like it was a harrowing, harrowing experience because the vocal tones and how he is, like, mannerisms are – like, he sounds just uh, scared shitless. I mean, shit, if you were on some type of LSD and you had a bunch of people in suits poking and prodding at you, I'm sure you'd sound pretty horrified to recounting it, too. <laughs> It's just crazy, man. And like, uh, and that's, I, I don't know. The, the craziest thing is like, I've always said the most frightening thing is that the, your own government would do this. But the thing is, people take a look around, man, your government is, is capable of doing horrible things to, uh, to achieve their goals or to even just test on people. Oh, let's dump a bunch of acid in the water and see how people react. You know, oh, like, let's just, let's just sign up all these black men thinking they're going to cure cancer. And then they're, they're, we're going to give them syphilis. It's all the new genetic stuff, man. Like as messed up as it sounds, like that's been something forever. Cause I've talked about this on the show too. And it's like, as messed up as it sounds, like when people had slaves, they were trying to breed slaves to be the best slaves. So it's like eugenics was still prevalent during the whole slave era in the United States. Like it's, it's always been a factor when it comes to like the United States and trying to like correct DNA, try to make it perfect. And honestly, it's, it's a worldwide thing. Like I feel like there's every, there's a group of people in every nationality, every group that's trying to create like the best type of human being they possibly can. Yeah. It's happening now. That's what we're doing. We're like, Oh, if your kid has down syndrome, you can just murder them in the womb or whatever, which I like, there's difference of opinions on that. Um, and this is my opinion. Not everybody else's. So just be aware of that is I think the I think vaccinations cause a lot of the shit that they're not going to tell us. They give you so many with a certain age and people can believe in what they want. I've read a lot into this stuff. I'll be doing episodes on my own show 
about it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I've just read an episode about eugenics and it's like long, it's going to be like a crazy episode. I'm debating on when to do it or where to do it. If I'm going to do it at my buddy Brett's house where we like smoke cigars so it can be, have a couple drinks. So it's not so harsh. Cause it's, it's a crazy topic. Cause like the guy from Kellogg's man, I'm a Kellogg's cereal, which is totally poisonous. Any most cereal is completely poisonous. And that guy was super into eugenics. Like he like, love he loved it, man. Loved it. Favorite thing. And it all started, it started in the, it didn't start actually in the States, but the States influenced a lot of the eugenics practices that the Nazis did. That's what I'm saying, man. And it all originally started from, from the slave trade. I'm telling you, at least in the United States, that that's that's where it started stem from. The joke is, it's like where Hitler is trying to make the best race, and then uh, was his name Jesse Owens running in the Olympics, and he's like, maybe we're wrong. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, fast as fuck, fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the aliens are doing. They're doing eugenics too. They're trying to create the best DNA mix between our DNA and their DNA. They're like, I want them to have a soul like the humans, but I want them to be able to communicate telepathically like us. <laughs> Dude, there's there's gonna be cool stuff that we can get into because I'm trying to cover bases first on my show. Like I want to talk about the Nephilim, the Anunnaki, stuff like that. So maybe I could get you off for even some of those. Something, but I want to do like a big deep dive on like a, a fun live show because there's so much stuff to like just dissect and talk about when it comes to like the alien phenomenon. Because like we, I don't know, we know that the government is capable of doing horrible things. And to me, I'm always leaning towards, especially what they show us in the media, that it's definitely. To me, it seems like, okay, there's probably negative entities because I've seen them for myself. Like everyone knows my shadow people experience. Like I've seen stuff. I can't explain it, man. I was sober. I can't explain what the hell I saw. I saw into something, some other dimension. Something was there, man. Some things because I saw a bunch of them. And it's just like they might just be outside of our eyesight. We're not even aware of them. They never show themselves. Like the, the reptilian thing, I would love to talk on Bizarre Encounters and really dive into some more open topics about the reptilians. I always do on my show structure. Billy makes fun of it. You know, I'd rather dive more in depth. We can have kind of a very intelligent in depth conversation about that whole idea. You got to have Billy on for that one for sure. So I could tell him about my reptilian experience and he can be like, yeah, bullshit, yeah. bullshit. I believe that there's some real psychics out there. And he's like, Oh, they're all frauds, charlatans or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like I want to bring him to one that's legit and get him to like, and just watch him cry when they like dissect his life and stuff. And like, cause I do think there's legitimate psychics out there. I think some are frauds. Uh, but like it just takes till you meet that one that is like legit that knows nothing about you and starts telling you everything about yourself, but not like, you know, like, Oh, this one time this, they're like trying to say it all like mysterious. Like they'll, they'll tell you like straight to the point, like your grandma's name was this, your favorite color is this. You were born on this date. Like, not like direct to the point. You're just like, what the fuck? How did you do that? (laughs) That's crazy. Um, and I don't know the, the alien stuff is always fascinating to me. Uh, especially it just, it's, I do think that like, say these, there's these dark entities as I was saying, right. And they're like, we'll never see them and we'll never even see their technology because they don't really exist in our, in our view, in our spectrum, in our reality. Right. But they're influencing our government in some sort of way. And then they're getting like tips on how to do certain things to control us or whatever it may be. It seems more likely 
that they're probably in communication with some sort of dark entities. And, and it's always funny because I'm always, like, people are like, they're demons, man. Like all the Christians, like every time I used to post like alien stuff on my like TikTok when I first started it, uh, the reptilian or whatever. Cause I just started posting like old documentary footage of like weird stuff that was going on. Uh, documentaries that you should probably like that. People would be like, oh, you shouldn't watch that. Uh, and then people would be like, they're fucking demons. And I'm like, what would exist first? Right? Like the, the idea of aliens and what they are, it, they would be most likely first. Cause the word demon came later on. Like if they are existing in our reality, we, they wouldn't be called aliens or whatever, but the word demon specifically comes from religious texts. And there's things that existed beyond the religions that were, have been created to, in my opinion, divide and conquer. Right? Like, I mean, I've said this a million times, man. It's a, it's a matter of perspective. Like no matter what you call them, we could theoretically all be talking about the same thing, but everybody has a different perspective of it, at least when they were experiencing it. And then people pulled the ideas apart and created them like they're two totally different things. But like I've, it, this is going to sound super ancient aliens, but I've contemplated the idea of like, you know, the Anunnaki were the angels and the reptilians were the demons. And yeah. you take the like biblical story and put it into that narrative that maybe the reptilians weren't necessarily like always bad, like we perceive them, but they were, they knew that the Anunnaki like created us to be like a slave race to them. And they were trying to bestow knowledge of the universe on us. And we had that stockholder syndrome of, you know, our captors. So we're like, oh, these guys are the best. They're the gods. They're the ones that do everything. They're the best. And this other race is like, you know, there's a broader universe out there, right? And you're a slave race to these people. And they tried to bestow knowledge on us, yeah, but we're too yeah. into our into our captors that we just like made them the bad guys or the captors started writing in religion and made them the bad guys. Like there's a million different perspectives you can come into well, on this. Yeah, and I feel like all religions are specifically from one group of people of the same events. So it's like, yeah. it's all the same shit, just different people's perspectives and names for the different things. But there's... There's too much commonalities between everything. Well, and that's the weird thing, right? Is like, at the end of the day, like I've heard that like, just like humans, right? There's good and bad humans. There's uh, an ability for humans to be corrupted in a lot of ways uh, as much as probably other beings, right? I've heard that the ones from Jacob Oconus, uh, the reptilians, they're the more overlord type uh, evil. They want to take control. They're like, think about the most narcissistic person that you can think of. And it's like that on a whole nother scale. And then the ones that have existed and been on earth for longer than we have, and they live in the inner earth and uh, maybe hollow earth in a different kind of dimension reality than we, what we live in on the inside. Right. And that's like, you can't have all, it can't be all bad. Uh, realistically, it doesn't make sense. Right. So that kind of is interesting. Cause I've always thought like I've read deeply into Satanism and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I don't believe the new age Satanist stuff. It's horrible and garbage. Uh, but like the idea that, oh, like maybe Lucifer was the good guy and he was trying to rebel against God that was keeping humanity locked inside of a prison. And I, because I do have uh, Christian friends and stuff like that, Brett that's been on the show, uh, like is is Christian, but he's like kind of a different Christian. He does like, his dad is like super so, I've never seen a dude of that generation, like dudes in his like early sixties, and he like reads more than I do. He's like, I'm like, oh, we're talking about Phil Schneider all of a sudden, and then we're into like this. Or that. It's a crazy because I've never met someone in his generation like that, and but he's still a Christian, but believes in a lot of like stuff with do with like demons, reptilian, alien stuff. It's always interesting because you can't just like blindly believe exactly what the Bible is telling you. You have to kind of analyze it. I mean, there's like a new age Christian movement as far as like. 
I feel like there's a lot less people that are going into the whole like uniform idea of like church. And there's more so people that just follow like the biblical text, but also try to understand it from different perspectives. Cause it's like, I have a lot of people on the show that are Christians and like, they see stuff in a different perspective. Like when I was growing up, you know, it was like, you don't talk about aliens. You don't talk about this. You don't talk about that. And that's kind of what like pushed me away from that, at least at the time of like being a kid. But now it's like the new age group of people that are investigating this stuff. Like they kind of see how like aliens could theoretically fit within like the biblical paradigm. Like I listen to like blurry creatures and a lot of these like Christian based podcasts and it's just like the new age of like Christian is like a totally different thing that like breaks away from the whole background view of like organized religion. Like they're kind of doing their own thing now with the text and trying to understand it, not from like exact literal words on the page, but like what could this mean in when it was written in this time versus like how we can perceive it now. Cause they're only using what they were familiar with to describe these things at that time, not having any context of what they're actually seeing or experiencing. And again, just trying to like put them in their own words. So it's like, I think there's a lot of truth to the Bible, but it just, it loses some of it when you try to go exactly to the words that are translated now to English, because it's already been translated like multiple times. So it's like just the new era of it, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls um, and like a bunch of like in the Sumerian text, just to like really dive into the idea of it and where all the religions come from and stuff like that. But, (laughs) and that's why I'll never blindly uh, believe in anything. Like I even, I saw like my cousins at the wedding or whatever, and they're very Christian and, uh, I've kind of cut off some of the family that is more brainwashed, but the Christians ones were always like, like, like understood what was going on with over COVID and all that stuff. And I was like, I was like, I'll never be religious, but I, I, I was like, I understand why you believe what you believe. I get it. Like I, I understand it. Um, I mean, as long as you're waking up to the way the world is, who cares what par- what view or paradigm you see it through? I don't care if you believe that like, you know, it's all extraterrestrials and you don't believe in any word of the Bible or you believe in the Bible and you think that the vaccines are like the mark of the beast. As long as like you're fitting something in your perspective and being aware of your surroundings, like that's all that really matters, man. Like however you got to adapt it and make sense of it in your head, that's cool. As long as you're going in the right direction, you know? 100%. Uh, so I'll bring up this small little article and we'll bring it uh, to kind of a close talking about this because it's kind of interesting. Along Argentina's Route 5, some motorists have experienced very strange time anomalies. Along with those reports of memory loss and feeling of like being disoriented have occurred. Three cases of this have been reported in the last three months alone. And this article was from 2012. Um, so three cases that were reported alone, there are very similar cases of this that have happened 10 years ago in an area not far away. Apparently several people traveling along Argentina's Route 5 have experienced the classic missing time scenario that many UFO abductees say they have experienced. Drivers on the 35-kilometer strip... It's not that long. Between uh, the towns of not going to pronounce these names, have reported feeling disoriented, then suddenly finding that they were driving several kilometers that I can't remember. Uh, local is a folks. kilometer longer or shorter than a mile? Just offhand, just because I, I I know like American standard of measurement here. Man, I'm gonna be retarded if I answer the wrong thing. I feel like it's a little bit shorter than like a mile. I think it's a little shorter. Can we not Google this? Let's, let's. Well, actually, let's answer the question straight up. You think about the speedometer on your car, and you have miles per hour, and you have kilometers, and the kilometers is always higher than the miles per hour. So I'm just going to, off of that, assume that kilometers are smaller. That's not, that's a meter. That's like, that's uh, okay, so in one kilometer, it's cl- uh, miles or less. It's 0.621 per, weird. So a kilometer is, uh, a mile is half, almost a little 
mile is a little more than half the speed of a kilometer. So a kilometer smaller than a mile. No, mile smaller. A mile smaller than one a kilometer? kilometer? One kilometer, right, equals 0. 0.621 of a mile. So it's smaller then. That's what that means. So it'd be yeah, like... A mile is smaller. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kilometer is smaller yeah. than a mile. Yeah, technically. Yeah, t- I guess tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. So that's fucking weird. And then so... Uh, so I had to like something's on the show where I'm like, I should know this. Like, right? I do my own show. Like, how the fuck? And I'm like, Google. You can tell I've never driven in Canada before. I mean, like, I'm right there, but <laughs> it's weird because I've I, I've never driven in the states. So it'd be interesting to like be like, how do I? It's like driving in Britain. I I'd be fucking so confused by the other side of like the cars and shit. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like, I would just imagine you coming into the U.S. and switching to the other side of the road and going, we drive on the other side, right? And everybody's like, no, no. <laughs> I've seen that here. It's like, it's an Indian dude just driving the wrong way. And we're like, yo, you're not fucking supposed to drive that way. I've, I used to work in front of, uh, work at a restaurant. We were smoking. The guy's going the total opposite way. And the cop had to pull him over and shit. And I was like, well, man, but where are you going? So weird. So there's all these like, uh, and the UFO um, researchers warning drivers, about this region and these different anomalies, it's two young men whose duty caused them to travel the national route number five on a regular basis. I reported feeling a weird disoriented feeling during the trip on three separate, uh, separate occasions. After several minutes had lapsed, they noticed that they continued the trip without further incident. So it's like weird. It's like uh, there's a lot of times where this happens where the people just feel like they're stuck. Uh, in some place or there's this uh, loss of time and that it just could be I don't know I think our, our reality is not as real as we think it is so there could be little like blips you know what I mean no yeah like uh, I talk about this like microscopic like wormhole idea all the time that these things could exist everywhere and they could like expand and contract time and I mean theoretically that could be one of those locations that there is some type of microscopic wormhole that you can't like see it's not like a fucking giant black hole in the middle of the road but it's yeah. small enough that it causes warping to time because they talk about like a pinhole black hole could like suck in light it could suck in this it could suck in that I mean there could yeah. be different variations of these things that might just be causing like little short time warps even though it's not even like anything visible that you could see like time still gets warped around that specific area I should. I'll get you one strange brew uh, sometime soon, and we'll this. We'll start talking about stuff like this because there's a, a paranormal book I have. I'm gonna, I'll have to flip through it again, um, and it talks about like these the, these these time imprints. Like I don't know if they're not. Like, I don't know which or right way to put because they're kind of like anomalies, essentially. Like these time slips, these uh, weird overlaying time lapses where people like there's one story i always remember from the book about like these people walk like they've been they're in a country that they're not familiar with they're traveling you know they rented a car and they they're on the back roads and they find this like old uh bar right they go in there and and then they're like oh weird this is kind of cool everyone's dressed up everyone looks like they're like from the like 1800s oh awesome or whatever like uh i think it was the early 1900s like kind of like old saloony type type of look you know and then they like go in they're like oh can i have a drink and then the guy gives him a drink doesn't really talk and like oh this is kind of thinking what the hell are you wearing bro you got like a t-shirt like what is that you guys i know because that's what they would think you guys having a party or something like that and then they get really no response and they have the drink and they go on their way or whatever their food i think it was a drink or something and they come back the next day like oh pretty cool you guys are open till like 3 a.m 
And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, you guys have a party going on and whatever. And they're like, no one was here. We closed that in uh, one or whatever, 12. And they're like, no, we were here. And then they like notice a picture in the background. And it's a picture of like the people that they saw in the bar. Like a picture like way back in the day of everyone at the bar looking at the camera, probably when they first, like, you know, after cameras started getting more readily available and being used, they took a picture at this bar. And then they're like, that's, that's that we saw them last night. And they're like, guys, like, you're fucking crazy. Shit like that happens like more often than people I even want to acknowledge. Dude, I've heard about one that happened in Europe where. They found a bar. They're hanging out with there. It sounded somewhat close to that one, except yeah. when they went back the next day, they couldn't f- even find the building. Like it just yeah, didn't exist. Too. I've heard that too. So that would become a fun thing to dive into on Strange Brew because that would be like, it'd be cool to kind of like pick our minds about what we really think it is because it's fascinating stuff like that. Like I love paranormal stuff. Um, so and I that book has got some cool stuff in it. So I, I'm not gonna start flipping through it again. And maybe see if we can do some episodes on stuff like that. Uh, or even I could definitely find articles because that stuff fascinates me. This idea of like this imprint of time. Is it like a real intelligent thing of these things existing? Uh, or, which I think it's more leaning towards this side, it's like an imprint in time. So, and then you become enveloped in that, in that time, almost like time travel for, you know what I mean? And then you're like there, but they, and then they kind of notice you, but you don't really like, it'd be, it's weird. See, I guess it would depend how the interaction goes. Because, like, if they're aware of you being there and they, like, serve you drinks, yeah. then that seems like more of, like, a time warp. Where, like, yeah. if you went there, nobody acknowledged you. They are just doing their own thing. They didn't try to pass you drinks. That's then it seems like, like it's more of the residual haunting res- idea. That's what I was going to say, residual energy. Which could be fun. I feel like we haven't really dived too much into the paranormal as much as we, I think, could. Especially on my side of the world when it comes to, like, the show and stuff like that. I think that would be kind of fun to get into. Um, but I just want to bring up the art because I thought it was cool. Like, the idea of like, are there th- these like portals that may take you to a different place, a different time, and we're just not aware of them? You know what I mean? Hey, man, I t- again, going back to my theoretical, like microscopic wormhole idea. I mean, it could almost be like a network where you imagine it. Like I've explained it this way a few times, like wiring behind a wall that you go in one and you end up somewhere else that's in somewhere else within that box reality. Or you might even go into another room for all you know, which is could be another reality altogether. Like these microscopic wormhole networks could be almost like the, the wiring in between the walls of each reality being different rooms. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, I thought this was like fun. Something to dive into kind of like interesting and we brought up a bunch of different articles. Like there's obviously more stuff that we can get into um, at some point. I got like a million and one ideas. So um, you and me both, we got a lot of ideas and we always say them back and forth, but we got to we got to physically yeah. actually do them because <laughs> we're always we just throwing ideas, but half of them don't happen. <laughs> you just throw shit at the wall, bro. <laughs> I know. I got to start. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff written down and stuff like that. So we'll start working on some stuff for all the fans out there of your show, of my show. I'm sure the fans are very similar in a way. We do very, on my show, we do definitely um, more dark humor, uh, pushing the boundaries of kind of what you can say uh, to an extent, nothing too crazy, but there's definitely some conspiracy stuff I want to get into that some people might be like, nah, you can't talk about that. But I, at the end of the day, I'm going to talk about what I think is interesting and what I think other people would find interesting. And, you know, it's all about not, don't get your feelings hurt because you've been conditioned your whole life, you know? Ain't that the truth. (laughs) So I guess, I mean, even though that could have theoretically been some words of wisdom, I still got to make you do an official words of wisdom to wrap up the show and everything. So if there's any words of wisdom you can bestow on the listeners this time, what would it be, man? Yeah. So I think the last time I had some government bullshit, which like, (laughs) honestly, at the end of the day, right? 
This is what a mushroom trip uh, gave to me. What do you want to leave here? Right? At the end of the day, what do you want to leave here? Do you want to leave an angry, uh, you know, combative person that, you know, most people maybe didn't get along with or whatever? Whatever it is. You just, this is something the mushrooms topic. They're like, what do you want to leave here? What do you, when you go, what do you want to be remembered as? Do you want to be remembered as some sort of asshole that doesn't care? Because that's a part of my personality is that I do not care what other people think about me. But one of the biggest prisons you can live in is the thought of what other people think, the, the judgment of what other people think. That's a prison, the judgment of what people think about you and you constantly live in that judgment. But I think like, what do you want to leave here as a person? Do you want to leave that you were love and caring and compassionate towards your fellow human being? And that's why I do try to be like uh, at work in my life is to try to be caring to people that I care about. Sorry. <clears throat> but if you're truly an asshole, you're also, I'm going to be an asshole to you. But really, like, what do you want to leave here? You know, you want to be a caring, loving person. Uh, because the only way out of this, this mess that we're in and with the world and the government, world economic for all the stuff that's going on, all these encroaching things to control humanity, the I truly believe the only way out of this is to unite with love and compassion and, and unity. Ain't that you know? the truth? But ironically, as fucked up as it sounds, it seems like only the the evil ones are the ones who actually get remembered through through history. Because how many people get documented for their generosity versus how many people get get documented for their evil like, acts? Like Gandhi, <laughs> such a great person. That guy fucked his cousin, man. Give me a break. He also let his wife die, I and know. then also got the treatment for the same thing that he let his wife die from, saying that she shouldn't take the. <laughs> shouldn't take the, any uh, medicine from the English or um, was that St. Mary or whatever? Not St. Mary. Um, to marriage, uh, Teresa, duh, duh. what's her name? Teresa, mother Teresa, mother, Tre mother Teresa. That's like that. You know, that bitch, uh, she was also very cruel and there's, there's theories that she was involved with like some deep seated shit with children, man. Like I said, uh, the evil ones are always the ones that get remembered, man. But I mean, again, there's some good ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but the number of how many generous people get remembered versus how many evil people get remembered is kind of kind of crazy. But that might also be because 100%. the evil people are the ones that are actually writing and documenting the history in the first place. <laughs> so true. So true. They got to remember their predecessors. They don't want the rebellion, the good ones. They don't want those people remembered. They want the all the other reptilian-like beings to be remembered through history. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I do appreciate you having me on. We do have some stuff that I want to definitely work on. I've been writing out a, a, a shitload of fun episodes to do, so we'll start throwing some stuff together. Um, Absolutely. And before we head out, just again, so everybody that didn't catch it, let them know where they can come and find your rap, they can come find your podcast, they can come and find anything interesting that's you on the internet, man. Yeah, I appreciate anybody that goes and checks out the show. We've been doing this for a while. I feel like we're finally fine-tuning everything. This is Strange Brew Podcast. Um, I also I push people to go towards the YouTube. We're getting close to being monetized. Uh, so I want to push people to start watching stuff on there. Uh, Rumble, I want to start building up that. Strange Brew Podcast on Instagram is where we're most active. I'm trying to do the X thing. I, I don't understand like I post and post and like nobody sees it. Like I don't get it. I don't understand X in the way you have to really push it there. Uh, they want you to be super active on there all the time, nonstop. And I don't have the time for that. I don't think anyone should be that involved with the internet, but uh, go check it out there. Um, you have to be a political figure with a, with people that do your post for you. That's the only way you'll make it on X. 100%. So go, uh, go, go support my show and I'll appreciate that very much. 
If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. It goes a long way as far as making it so the show continues to keep on growing and more people are able to see it and it keeps getting bumped up in the algorithm. And if you guys leave a five-star review, then of course I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. And if you know anybody that would specifically really enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it with them through word of mouth, uh, maybe even open up a new line of communication between you and that person as far as different weird stuff you guys can talk about. But I mean, you guys need to share it with random people. I don't care. As long as you guys share the show, keep helping it to grow. Greatly appreciate it. And I can't thank you guys enough. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can get a hold of me through Increase of Our Reality Podcast at Outlook.com, or you guys can get a hold of me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you happen to find me on as far as social media goes. And if anybody has an encounter to report, don't forget to report those encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. I'd like to start doing a lot more with those as far as uh, investigating them, uh, giving them shout outs on the show, reading them in the beginning of the show, having more of you guys on as far as a uh, listener encounter goes, all that type of fun stuff. But in order for that to happen, you guys got to start reporting your encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree and fill this submission form that is specifically says report and encounter. And uh, every single thing that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the show and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.